Hello, my name is Christian Wagner, and I'm the Militant Thomist. So today we're going to be talking about the sacrament of baptism. So this is going to be from St. Thomas's De Articulis Fide. Uh, that's one of his shorter treatises. And I did a video going over generally the seven sacraments yesterday. So if you haven't watched that, then uh, go back and, and listen to that. It's going to be in a playlist. I'm going to make a playlist on these eight videos that I make on the sacraments. This is going to be pretty quick, and we're going to get right into it. But before that, please watch my ad break. Join my Patreon at patreon.com slash militantomist. You get access to more articles and videos. And if you'd like to help in another way, buy a Militant Thomas mug. Lastly, you can buy a book from Militant Thomas Press. See options below. Also, if you prefer audio, check us out on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Join the Discord to get involved. And if you're a patron, you get access to other Discord channels. Also, destroy that like and subscribe button and comment to annihilate that algorithm. Lastly, the show is brought to you by Fluent Greek. I'm sure you've forgotten your seminary Greek and need to get it back or just want to learn Greek to read sacred scripture in its original language. That's why Fluent Greek is here. Using modern pedagogical techniques, it is set it up so that you are reading Greek from the very beginning and learn Greek how you're supposed to learn it. Reading Greek. It sorts the New Testament by verse from easiest to hardest and then gives space repetition of these verses so that you can read Greek as soon as possible. Even better, it is only 15 bucks a month to use. But if you use the code militant, you can get 20% off and help the show. Go to fluentgreek.com to learn more. And the link is in the description. Okay, let's get right into it. So as you see, we're on Isidore.co. I'll put the link in the description below. This is an amazing resource that has most of the works of St. Thomas that have been translated. So right here we have baptism. So having considered the sacraments in general, it is now necessary to say something about each one in particular. So if you haven't considered the sacraments in general and need a refresher, or if you think that you know enough and you want to get right into it, then that's fine. But if you'd like a refresher, then go to yesterday's video on what is a sacrament. Okay, so first we consider baptism, of which it must be known that the matter of the sacrament is natural water, and it makes no different difference whether it is cold or warm. In artificial waters, however, such as rose water, one cannot baptize. So first, remember yesterday, as a little refresher, you have the matter, you have the form, you have the intent, and you have the minister. So the matter is the thing that uh, the, the thing that you're uh, consecrating in the sacrament. Sorry, and the matter in baptism is obviously water, and it doesn't really matter as long as it's natural water. It can be hot, cold, little, lot, poured dunked, sprinkled, does not matter, but it can't be artificial waters. So you can't baptize in Coca-Cola or Gatorade, or in his example, rose water, or any of those other uh, non-water uh, matters. Now the form, which is remember those words which are spoken over the water, is I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So if your baptism, and this is very actually, this is actually very important. So if you were not baptized a Catholic, make sure you were baptized with this form. I, unfortunately, we had a uh, we had a bit of a controversy recently in the church because some people were using we. It's not we. It's I. Baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And this part is also very important because you'll get uh, some people trying to be fancy, especially if you're from an Episcopalian or mainline Protestant background or, uh, I don't know, other low church backgrounds that'll say in the name of the creator and of the redeemer and of, uh, I, don't, I don't even know what they say for the Holy Spirit, sanctifier, sanctifier, that's what they say. That is not a valid baptism. So very important. Um, you might want to get a conditional baptism if you're not sure of that, but if you have a video um, or eyewitnesses, that's fine. Okay, the minister of baptism is ordinarily is a priest whose office it is to baptize. In case of necessity, however, not only a deacon, but also any layman, 
even a pagan or a heretic can baptize as long as he observes the form specified by the church and intends to act according to the intention of the church. So you also may be wondering, like, well, geez, I was baptized in a Baptist church, and I wasn't baptized by a priest. What do I do? Well, it's still a valid baptism. Not only can a priest baptize, but also a deacon and any layman of the church, and even worse than, well, even worse, but even uh, lower than that, a uh, pagan or a heretic. Anyone, as long as they use the form, matter, and intention of the church, can baptize somebody. It could be absolutely anyone. But you have to be very careful, especially in the case of a pagan or a heretic, that their intention is the intention of the church. Because I don't know why a uh, why a pagan would baptize with the intention of the church. But uh, I guess it's theoretically possible, although I can see how practically that would work. So if a person is baptized by these, not in a case of necessity, he receives the sacrament and must not again be baptized. But the grace of the sacrament is not received because such a person are not truly deputized to baptize outside of the case of necessity. And hence they, they act contrary to the law of the church regarding the reception of the sacraments. So this is also another important distinction to make. So while if you are baptized by your Baptist pastor, we would say that it was a uh, valid baptism that truly you get the sacrament, you have that indelible mark on your soul, the grace of the sacrament is not received because it's what's called illicit. When you have something which is illicit, which is unlawful and against the uh, the rules and regulations which the church give, then it does not give the grace of the sacrament. But um, in your reception of the church, in insofar as you're being desirous to be received into the church, it kind of actualizes um, the grace of the sacrament, although the uh, the giving of the sacrament, the grace of the sacrament, therefore, would be separated. Okay, now the effect of baptism. So the effect of baptism is to remit both original and actual sins, as well as all guilt and punishment which they incur. Okay, we have four things right here. First, it remits original sin. So original sin is that uh, corruption which is received at, uh, at conception, which you received from our first father, Adam. And then second, also actual sin. So let's say you're being baptized when you're 30 or 40 or 50. All of those actual sins, both mortal and venial, which you have done in your entire life, are remitted in the sacrament as long as, re- as, long as it's received in, in faith. So this isn't like a, a mechanical sort of process that's happening. There has to be that disposition to receive the sacrament in order for the grace to be received as we went over yesterday. And then also guilt and punishment, which they incur, are also uh, are also um, remitted. So no kind of punishment must be enjoyed for past sins upon those just newly baptized. Hence, those who die immediately after baptism and are admitted to the glory of God without delay. The effect, therefore, of baptism is the opening of the gates of paradise. So let's say, um, I don't know, you have, let me think of a non-morbid example, a less morbid example. Okay, I, I thought of a less morbid example. Let's say you're, um, you have your father, and he's unbaptized, he's lived to the ripe old age of 85, and he's surrounded by family and stuff, but he hasn't been baptized. And then he's uh, he's starting to deteriorate. You don't think he's going to make it through the night. Um, and he asks to receive baptism. So uh, you find a priest or since it's the case of necessity, you administer it yourself to to your father. And he's desirous of receiving it. He has original and actual sin remitted and also the guilt and punishment. So no purgatory, 
straight free card right to uh, the glory of God because he is completely uh, remitted. And then also another case of this, interestingly enough, uh, St. Francis of Assisi, he actually, when he would baptize uh, infants, he would genuflect before them because they have had all original sin remitted, have not committed any actual sins because they're below the age of reason. So they are completely sanctified and holy. So the holiest possible person you can have outside of obviously Our Lady and uh, Our Lord is a newly baptized infant because they do not have um, they do not have any um, original or actual sin and have been remitted of all. Okay, now errors concerning baptism. So how have people erred when it comes to uh, theology of baptism? And obviously there's going to be more in our uh, in our current uh, economy because we've had quite a few heretics in the last, let's say, uh, 500-ish years. I'm going to say about 505 years who have arose concerning baptism. That's a bit anachronistic because Luther had a pretty orthodox view of baptism, but uh, I'm just being snarky there. So there have been certain errors concerning the sacrament. The first was that of the Sol Solentiani, who received a baptism not of water, but of the Spirit. Against them the Lord says, unless a man be born again of water and of the Holy Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And again, we see a little bit of this tendency amongst uh, low church Baptists and charismatics. Um, not necessarily when it comes to Baptists, uh, baptism of water not being necessary, they, they don't say that, but there's this such separation of the sign, which is uh, the water being poured over, and the grace given, which is the grace of baptism. There's such a separation that they would say that uh, baptism de facto becomes uh, a mere symbol and pretty unnecessary when it comes to one's life. It's just the act of obedience. So the Second error was that of the Donatists, who rebaptized those who were baptized by Catholics. So again, this is another error, the error of rebaptism. And this is this is seen uh, again today. You see certain groups, again, Baptists, who will rebaptize because they don't think uh, infant baptisms by Catholics, Lutherans, Angl basically everybody in the world but Baptists. You see that um, they regard baptisms as invalid or baptisms even which are valid, uh, they, they don't even have an idea of validity, even those who are um, baptized before of the age of reason, they, they still reject those. So against them, it is written one faith, one baptism. They also err in holding that a man in a state of sin cannot baptize. So again, I can't think of, I actually can't really think of any who hold this error today. But they also held to the idea that if you were in grave sin, that you couldn't give the sacrament of baptism. But again, we see um, we see that in the minister, the minister and minister with intent, that the minister just has to either be a priest when it comes to some or uh, a layman, that it doesn't have to do with their personal holiness. It has to do with Christ working through the sacrament and not the personal holiness of the person who uh, baptized. So against them, it is said, he upon whom you see the spirit descending and remaining upon him, he is it who baptizes. So again, it is in a in a very real sense. It is not the priest, or in cases of necessity, the layman who is who is baptizing. It is Christ Himself who is baptizing through the instruments of sinful men. It is thus seen that a minister who is himself evil does not invalidate either this or any of the other sacraments, because it is Christ. 
It is Christ who by the merits of his passion gives to each sacrament its efficacy, and he is good. So we can have this. This is a very high devotional quality, and this is just introduction. So I, I don't want to go into this too much. But you see that in looking back to the sacraments you have received, that you have received from the very virtue of Christ's merit, his his very incarnation, life, death, and resurrection and ascension, the, the person and work of Christ, that is what's acting in baptism. It is Christ who is reaching down and baptizing you. It is not anything in the personal sin of the minister, in the sinful hands of men. And this is what so many uh, low church Protestant groups are in error over because they they want to bind it up as a certain work of righteousness or uh, works of the law, as, as Paul calls it, when it comes to baptism. But it's not that. It is pure and unmerited grace. Christ reaching down and giving that grace, that superabundant grace of his passion unto sinful men through the hands of sinful men. And the fourth error is that of the Pelagians, who say that children must be baptized because by their regeneration, they as adopted children of God are admitted into the kingdom. But by this regeneration, they are not freed from original sin. So this is also another error. Those who say that uh, we are not freed from original sin by baptism. Okay, that is that is all I have for you. Uh, thank you all for showing up and listening. I'll have another video coming out tomorrow on confirmation and then every day this week. I think about two or three o'clock. I can't can't remember off the top of my head. I should probably look that up. But uh, thank you for watching. And if you're really appreciating what I'm doing and would like me to con continue doing more things like this, uh, please become a patron and you get access to a bunch of cool things. You get access to the other channels in the Discord. Every time I reprint a book, you get access to the PDF. You get access to extra videos. You get access to extra articles. It's really, uh, and there's no uh, minimum amount. So it's out of the, it's trusting the goodness of your heart. So uh, however you can uh, help me, I'm very much appreciated. So thank you and do penance for the kingdom of God is at hand. Glory.